sound of thin violin notes. Her eyes were the purple-blue color of pansies. Michael swallowed. A parade's begun on Dabrowski Street, Katie was telling the others. All six of the Zap boys are enlisting, haven't you heard? And a couple of their friends besides. They've got this banner, Watch out, Japs, here come the Zaps, and everyone's seeing them off. They've gathered such a crowd that the traffic can't hardly get through. So Pauline here... She was heading home from work. Places are closing early. What does she do? Jumps off a speeding streetcar to join in. The streetcar couldn't have been speeding all that fast if traffic was clogged, but nobody pointed that out. Mrs. Brunette gave a sympathetic murmur. Carl or Paul or Peter said, Can I go, Mama? Can I? Can I go watch the parade? I just thought we should try and support our boys, Pauline told Michael. He swallowed again. He said, Well, of course. You're not going to help our boys any, knocking yourself silly, the girl with the handkerchief said. From her tolerant tone, you could see that she and Pauline were friends, although she was less attractive. A brown-haired girl with a calm expression and eyebrows so long and level that she seemed lacking in emotion. We think she hit her head against a lamppost, Wanda said, but nobody could be sure in all the fuss. She landed in our laps, just about, with Anna here a ways behind her. I said, jeepers, are you okay? Well, somebody had to do something. We couldn't just let her bleed to death. Don't you people have band-aids? This place is not a pharmacy, Mrs. Anton said, and then pursuing an obvious connection. Whatever got into Nick Sueda? He must be 35 if he's a day. Michael, meanwhile, had turned away from Pauline to join his mother behind the counter, the shorter end section of the counter where the cash register stood. He bent down, briefly disappeared, and emerged with a cigar box. Bandages, he explained. Not band-aids, but old-fashioned cotton batting rolled in dark blue tissue, the exact shade of Pauline's eyes, and a spool of white adhesive tape, and an oxblood-colored bottle of iodine. Wanda stepped forward to take them, but no. Michael unrolled the cotton himself and tore a wad from one corner. He soaked the wad with iodine and came back to stand in front of Pauline. Let me see, he said. There was a reverent, alert silence, as if everyone understood that this moment was significant. Even the girl with the handkerchief, the one Wanda called Anna, although Anna could not have known that Michael Anton was ordinarily the most reserved boy in the parish. She removed the handkerchief from Pauline's temple. Michael pried away a petal of Pauline's hair and started dabbing with the cotton wad. Pauline held very still. The wound, it seemed, was a two-inch red line, long but not deep, already closing. Ah, Mrs. Bruneck said, no need for stitches. We can't be sure of that, Wanda cried, unwilling to let go of the drama. But Michael said, she'll be fine, and he tore off a new wad of cotton. He plastered it to Pauline's temple with a crisscross of adhesive tape. Now she looked like a fight victim in a comic strip. As if she knew that, she laughed. It turned out she had a dimple in each cheek. Thanks very much, she told him. Come and watch the parade with us, he said. All right. Just that easily. Can I come too? The Bruneck boy asked. Can I, Mama, please? Mrs. Bruneck said, shh. But who will help with the store? Mrs. Anton asked Michael. As if he hadn't heard her, he turned to take his jacket from the coat tree in the corner.
It was a schoolboy kind of jacket, a big, rough plaid in shades of gray and charcoal. He shrugged himself into it, leaving it unbuttoned. Ready? he asked the girls. The others watched after him, his mother and Mrs. Bruneck, and Carl or Paul or Peter, and little old Miss Pulowski, who chanced to be approaching just as Michael and the four girls came barreling out of the door. What? Miss Pulowski asked. What on earth? Where? Michael didn't even slow down. He was halfway up the block now, with three girls trailing him and a fourth one at his side. She clung to the crook of his left arm and skimmed along next to him in her brilliant red coat. Even then, Miss Pulowski said later, she had known that he was a goner. Parade was too formal a word, really, for the commotion on Dabrowski Street. It was true that several dozen young men were walking down the center of the pavement, but they were still in civilian clothes and they made no...